Good afternoon, everyone. This is uh, Josh Henderson back with the second episode of the Philippians 3, 13, and 14 podcasts. Um, we redone uh, from the 15 to Philippians 3, 13, and 14. Uh, God has convicted me. God did convict me about what I was talking about on this podcast that doesn't matter in eternity. And and I, I, I got some confirmation um, uh, yesterday, uh, Christ Alive Church up in Newton, North Carolina, uh, Pastor Mark Ivey was preaching a message and, and they, they done a segment on uh, Instagram and I was looking at it and, and it said, quit arguing about masks. It won't matter in eternity. Quit arguing about vaccines. It won't argue. In, uh, it won't matter in eternity. Quit arguing about politics. It won't matter in eternity. And so that was just confirmation with the way I was feeling um, with the way the Lord convicted me, uh, I, I'm not going to talk about anything that is not going to bring you hope. Is, that's not going to bring you peace. That's not going to bring you joy. And the only, and the only person that can bring you joy, hope, and peace, and a better life is Jesus. The Bible says in John ten ten that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, "I came to give you life and give it to you more abundantly." So uh, we're going to read uh, Philippians 3, 13, and 14 here because um, I always want to read that. And just to let, let you know that these are my life verses. These are the verses I live by. 13 and 14 reads like this. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Forget the past and look forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the prize, to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize which God through Christ Jesus is calling. So that is the name of our podcast here, Philippians 3, 13, 14. Uh, I also have a Facebook page where I post Bible verses on and and just post something, um, a scenery, like from the mountains. I'm a big mountain lover. I love South Mountain, North Carolina. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. South Mountain's up in Burke County. One day I'm going to move there if my wife listens to this podcast. Um She'll say, you want to move everywhere, but there's one place that I've always been consistent on, and that is wanting to move to the mountains of North Carolina. I think it's just I think it's just so peaceful. So um, here we are back on the podcast. I feel like a new person. I feel revived. The Lord has just done some great things uh, for me. The Lord's done some great things uh, for my family. The Lord's just done great things all the way around my church and everything, so um, without further ado, let's get going. Jesus, you're beautiful. You are beautiful. You are Praise the Lord. Jesus is definitely beautiful. Um, uh, my life used to be ugly, but now it's beautiful in the eyes of God. Praise the Lord. All right, so our um, our podcast today is going to be entitled Throw It in the Fire, uh, and we're going to look at the book of Acts, chapter 28, verses 1 through 6. Acts 28, 1 through 6 reads like this. Paul is on the island of Malta. 
Once we were safe on shore, we learned that we were on on the island of Malta. The people of the island were very kind to us. It was cold and rainy. So they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. As Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, a poisonous snake, driven out by the heat, bit him on the hand. The people of the island saw it hanging from his hand and said to each other, A murderer, no doubt. Though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live. I'm reading out the New Living Translation. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and was unharmed. The people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their minds and decided that he was a god. Um, before I uh, before I go any further in this uh, podcast and this devotion, uh, I want to say a quick word of prayer for the country of Afghanistan. Uh, they are they it's 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 wild over there. We we as Christians think that that we're persecuted because the. Ten Commandments got took off the courthouse walls, or our prayer got took out of schools, and we call that persecution. No, that that that's not real persecution. Persecution is what the Christians in Afghanistan are going through right now. Uh, it's what it's what the, a lot of people in the Middle East went through when ISIS was running rampant. Um, we, we can't say we're persecuted because of prayer being took out of schools. When I mean. Just all honestly, we don't pray as much as we should anyway. So if we would put prayer back in our homes, maybe prayer would go get back in our schools. It all starts at home. So, But let's just say a word of prayer for Afghanistan real quick. Heavenly Father, I just lift up the Afghan people, Lord. I lift up the Afghan nation. God, I just pray, Lord, that um, somehow, some way, God, they would be a transition in that country, Lord. Not of power, Lord, but but a transformation, God, of, of, of a Christian movement. God, I lift up the, the Christians that are there right now, God. I pray that you keep them safe, God. I pray, Lord, that, Lord, that you'll just watch over them, Lord. And, and, and God, I pray, Lord, that uh, they would dwell under the shadow of the Almighty God. Lord, I lift up the Afghan people, Lord, that are not believers. God, I pray that they will believe, God. And, Lord, I pray, Lord, that they will give their hearts to you. Lord, I just pray that you just lift up um, uh, those soldiers, God, that will be fighting against this um, evil Taliban, God. I just, God, I just lift this entire country up to you, God. I pray, Lord, that it'll be you that reigns supreme, God, and nothing else, Lord. And Lord, there'll be a um, a major transition, Lord, of people uh, wanting to know the real God. And, and and Lord, you are the real God. So, God, I just ask right now that you would just touch this nation in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, Amen. All right. So, um, the the name of my devotion today is "Throw It in the Fire." Um, I love talking about the Apostle Paul. Uh, what he did in the New Testament is so riveting, uh, captivating, and amazing. Lesson after lesson can be learned from Paul. But these six verses has to be the top of my favorite Paul stories. You know, the main thing about Paul is that he was the most vilest man in history. And God turned his life around and gave him the revealing knowledge and excuse me, 
And God turned his life around and gave him the revealing knowledge of God's word. So let's dive deep into these six verses because by the end of this devotion, I pray that you'll notice some things in your life that you need to shake off and throw it back in the fire. So Paul and some folks were on their way to Rome to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. They became shipwrecked and they floated to safety on this island called Malta. What happens to Paul on this island is nothing short of phenomenal. See, Paul had a detailed, intimate, close relationship with the Lord. And it always amazes me that the Lord, like, like God always chose the people that went against the grain of religious mindsets to do mighty works. You think about the Virgin Mary um, who carried uh, uh, Jesus in her womb. Uh, you, 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 you think about Peter who was just a fisherman, just a not, not educated, not nothing. He was just a fisherman. I'm not bashing education, but I'm just saying like, like, like we somehow in the church world um, and, and, and in the body of Christ, we think that we know who God calls. And nobody in this day and age would have ever thought that Paul would be sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was on the way to kill more Christians on the Damascus Road when the angel of the Lord appeared to him. And, and you know, and Paul was changed. Paul was changed instantly. And if you're listening to this uh, when it's uploaded, uh, I pray that you'll be changed instantly because the blood of Jesus can change you instantly. So, so they became shipwrecked. They floated on this island called Malta. And, and we know that Paul had a detailed, intimate, close relationship with the, with the Lord, and it was evident on this island. So we're going to go over four things that happened on this island, things that we can do in our personal walk with the Lord. And these are lessons to be learned the first thing I notice in these six verses is that Paul was not above helping out. Paul was a servant. See, Paul was very educated. Paul was very smart. Um, but he was a servant. See, it was cold and rainy. And when Paul and the passengers and the people on this island had built a fire and received them all in, verse 3 said that Paul automatically began to gather some brushwood and laid it on the fire. That tells me that Paul, even in the most difficult of circumstances, his ship is wrecked and, and, and you know he's nowhere close to Rome, but in the midst of difficult times, he still was a servant. Paul could have easily stood back and felt sorry for himself about his boat. He could have sit and whined and grumbled and complained, but he didn't. He jumped right in and he started helping. Things didn't go as planned for Paul and his crew on the boat. But instead of letting it destroy him and his faith, he jumped right in and started doing what needed to be done. He had a servant's heart. He didn't think he was better than anyone. And so many times, people in the body of Christ think they don't have to do certain things. I remember when my daddy had a tent revival in 1994 in the yard um, that my church is at now in Cherville. Uh, we had a preacher there that was preaching a message one night, and he let it be known he didn't clean toilets, he didn't cut grass, um, he didn't Windex doors or anything. That, that, man, his job was nothing but to preach. And so I'm glad that Paul didn't show up on this island and was like, you know what, I ain't building no fire, I ain't helping y'all do nothing, I'm Paul, I'm educated, uh, I got to get to Rome, so I'm just going to sit over here and just 
think about how I can get my boat. But no, Paul, Paul, see, when you're changed by Jesus, you you, you, and you genuinely walk with the Lord. You are humbled. You become a humble person. God, God gives grace to the humble, but He opposes the prideful individual. And Paul was not a prideful individual. Paul was a prideful individual before he knew the Lord. He thought he knew it all, but now he is following Jesus. He is he he he. He, he's had the Damascus Road experience. He's had the salvation encounter. And what does Paul do? He sees that things needed to be done on this island, and Paul jumped right in and started helping. The Bible says that we should be regarded as servants of Christ. Paul knew what that meant. 1 Corinthians 4, 1 and 2 reads like this. This is how one should regard us, as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found trustworthy. Being a servant is important because it's a requirement of God. When we get to heaven, I want to hear him say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. He's not going to say, Enter in, Christian. He Enter in, believer. Enter in, full of the Holy Ghost. Enter in this. He's going to say, No. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. I'm going to get a sip of my water here. Being a servant is important because it's a requirement of God. King David knew the importance of servanthood. Psalms 119.125 reads like this, I am your servant. Give me understanding that I may know your testimonies. See, he told God, I am your servant. What do I need to do, God? You know who else came to serve, who was a servant? The Son of God. Jesus Christ, Mark 10, 45 says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Paul served the people on this island. We must serve with an attitude of thanksgiving, excellence, and commitment. You have to be grateful. You must give God 100%, and you must be dedicated. The Apostle Paul was a servant. The next thing I notice in these verses is this right here. As the fire got good and going, when it was stirring, a viper, a snake, came out of the fire and bit him on his hand. Now, last week I was listening to uh, conversing with the text with uh, Pastor Michael Ware, who, um, and, and you know, I, I, I this totally slipped my mind. But once again, I'm coming to you live from Holly Ridge Presbyterian Church here in Blacksburg, South Carolina. Pastor Michael Ware and his congregation are good people, uh, a good Bible, um, a good Bible church, a good biblical church, um, and he is a phenomenal preacher. And I pray that if you're in the area and you don't have a church, I pray that you'll come give Pastor Michael Ware and his congregation a visit. You will absolutely love it. But, 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 but last week uh, on conversing with the text. Uh, Pastor Michael Ware on his podcast, and if you've not had a chance to listen to it yet, I pray that you do listen to it. It is very insightful. Um, he was talking about a serpent, a serpent that was in the garden. Uh, he's going, he he's diving deep into the book of Genesis, and and so, uh, I believe, no doubt about it, and it's just like he said in his podcast. I believe that if the Bible says. Pigs were flying. I believed that pigs were flying. Um, uh, he said that, you know, there's a lot of people that 
that that think, wow, a snake really talked to a person? Come on, get real. But if the Bible says that, we are to believe the Word of God. And so I believe that as the fire got good and going, just like it said in these verses, a viper came out of the fire and bit Paul on the hand. I believe this is a spiritual thing going on right now. Isn't that just like our Christian walk? We're on fire, we're witnessing, we're ministering, ain't nothing slowing us down. We got a zeal and a drive to do the work of the Lord. We're on fire, and then boom, something out of nowhere comes in and tries to stop us and hinder us, and ultimately is trying to get us to quit and give up. The Spirit was moving great. Nothing was coming in between you and the Lord, and boom, here comes something to try to slow you down. Can I tell you on this podcast that things are going to come at you every day? Circumstances, obstacles is going to come against you in peak moments of your life. And a lot of times we don't know how to handle those things. You cannot allow things to latch on you because it will suck the absolute life out of you. The cares of this life is like getting bit by a poisonous snake. It will do a lot of damage to you if you allow it. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 15, I mean in 2 Chronicles 15:7, "But as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded." You have to keep going for the Lord. People need hope, people need joy, they need love, they need peace, they need healing, and it's up to you and I to take this gospel to everyone we see. When we are toddlers in Christ, nothing ever got us down. But now that we know God a little more, we allow things to creep in and try to tear us down. Watch out for those things that is trying to jump out and latch on you. Just like the Apostle Paul here, he helps build the fire. He's serving. He, he, he's doing what needs to be done. And then all of a sudden, here comes something that tries to just like destroy the Apostle Paul. I have uh, a couple friends of mine that have been married for 47 years. And um, no matter no matter how long you've been married, you can be married four minutes, you can be married four months, four years, or 47 years. Um, no matter how good the fire's going, no matter how great things are, something will try to jump out and latch on to you and try to destroy you. The enemy, Satan, wants to destroy families. He wants to destroy churches. He wants to destroy friendships. He wants to destroy everything that that God placed um, a structure around. Because if you think about it, you got the sanctity of marriage has already just been abolished in America. in America, basically, um, um, it's just it's just a sick and perverted world out there, and and what it is is the church in America, the churches in America have got a good fire going, and then boom, here comes something that tries to just like tear down and and hinder and everything. But my two friends have been married for forty seven years, and they are going through the toughest battle of their life um, because Satan is trying to destroy what God put together. And so um, uh, I'll not say their names on the air. I've known them for a long time. Um, uh, uh, I love them both. Uh, and so um, uh, y'all just help me pray against the things that's trying to destroy this fine man and woman of God. So um, uh, y'all, y'all just please help me pray um, about that. 
none of us is prone to the attacks. Paul's education, Paul's knowledge, Paul's wisdom. Paul was very, very smart. Paul was probably good with boats. Um, uh, You know, Paul had it going on. Nothing protected him from getting bit by this snake. Uh, It come out of the fire, and then boom, it bit him. Uh, no matter how good your fire is going, no matter how great your Christian walk is, you got to be on guard, and you have to def- you have to protect yourself from things that are going to try to come out and latch on to you. And we'll get into that here in just a minute. The third thing: watch out for people and their judgment. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from Paul's hand, they begin to form an opinion. When you go through the toughest battles of your life, when you go through things that make you doubt and question things, when you go through things physically, mentally, financially, emotionally, when you go through those things, you can best believe that there's going to be somebody somewhere ready to judge you and say, well, the reason why this is happening to you is because of this, that, and the other. You will never, never, never escape it because... Us believers, we go to bed in the flesh and we wake up in the flesh. And so if sometimes our flesh gets the better of us, then guess what? A person that's not a believer, or they can even be a believer because some of the meanest people that I've ever met in my entire life sit on the church pew. But you can best believe that there's somebody ready to just to just latch on to you and say, hey, this is why this is happening. This is why this is happening. Job. Job had some of the greatest friends in the world, and then they said, well, the reason why all these things are happening to you is because you got sin in your life. Job never gave up. And his, and his own wife was like, hey, why don't you just curse God and die? And, 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 she, and, you know, and he looked at her and said, listen, foolish woman, just be quiet. Just be quiet. Watch out for people in their judgment. They say, oh, this is God punishing you, Paul, for all your bad deeds. They begin to say things like this. Oh, he's a murderer. He must be this. He must be that. I can see it now in this day and age if this would have happened and people would have saw this. This is how they would react. They would pull out that old iPhone. They would get right on Facebook or Twitter, and this is what they would post. Just seen Paul from Damascus get what he deserves. Hashtag karma. And Christians say karma. Karma is a, karma is a, like, a like Hindu practice. And Hindus do not love God. They don't know God. They don't know Jesus. And so, and you can tell I'm pretty passionate about this passage of text here that we're reading because I'm about to get excited and I'm in a room by myself. But but this is the kind of world that we live in now. I mean, they would pull out their phone. A Christian would pull out their phone and say, just seen Paul from Damascus get what he deserves. Hashtag karma. When karma is not even a, not, not, not even a, a Christian thing. It's not even a godly thing. It's it's like Hindu. Um, or they would say things like this. What goes around comes around. Hashtag vengeance is mine. Or they would post something like this. Do bad stuff, get bad stuff. These people automatically assume that God was casting down judgment on Paul. People haven't changed much today. There is people that I know right now that will tell you that if you're going through turmoil and chaos in your life, it is because you're not doing something right for the Lord, which is not accurate at all. You know, in John chapter 8, verses 1 through 12, I preached about it Sunday. 
there was a woman who was caught in the act of adultery. And they were ready to, I mean, the Pharisees, man, they were ready to just stone this woman to death. They were ready to kill a woman because she was caught in the act of, of adultery. Um, but, but Jesus said, hey, look, you that has never sinned, cast the first stone. Nobody could throw a rock. Nobody. Nobody knows what's going on in your life except for the God in heaven. And so we need to put down the rocks like the Pharisees had in John 8. We need to put down our judgment and our wrong opinions about people like these people were doing on this island. And we need to be encouraging. We need to uplift. Now, we need to correct people, but just like I said in a prior podcast, we wouldn't need so much correction if we'd done more encouraging. And so if Paul had been a weak Christian in the Lord, he would have just let that snake just sit there and just eat him up um, and kill him. But he didn't. The Bible says that these things will come against you, but hold on and don't worry about what other people say. The Bible says that you're going to go through some trials and tribulations, but take heart. This is translation. John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Do not be held captive to people's opinions and thoughts. Do like the book of Naom 1.7 says, The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. He is close to those who trust in Him. You cannot be bound with people and their thoughts, but be held captive by the Lord and His goodness. Watch out for the mouth of people because people are ready to destroy you with their tongue. The last thing, and this is the most important one, The Bible says that Paul shook that snake off and he threw it right back in the fire. Paul was completely unharmed, no ill effects at all. The people waited on him to swell up and die, but it never happened. People right now are waiting on something bad to happen to you so they can say, well, this is what's going to do them in. They'll never recover from this. I want you to understand that there is some things in your life that is latched on to you and it's almost done you in. Things come at you every kind of way. Everything's going great. You're on fire for the Lord. He's moving in your life. And all someone has to do or say, and all someone has to do is say something that hits a nerve and it latches on to you. You can be doing all kinds of things, giving, serving, and all that and above, but then here comes something out of the fire that tries to hinder you. It's Satan's goal to shut you up. Let the fire of God consume you. And when those things come at you, shake it off and throw it back in the fire. Some of us has has faced all kind of different things. Some of us have faced insecurities. Shake it off and throw it in the fire. Some of us has faced constant discouragement. Shake it off and throw it in the fire. Some of us has battled addiction. Shake it off and throw it in the fire. Some of us have battled financial problems. Do what the Lord tells you financially and watch Him give it back to you. I am going to talk on one of my podcasts about how important it is to give God what's rightfully His. But if you're going through a financial problem, do what the Lord tells you. Shake that financial problem off, throw it in the fire, and do what you know you need to do, and that is give God a tenth of your income. Some of us battle with all kind of problems. 
And all it's doing is latching on to you, especially a believer. All it's doing is latching on to you. It's time to shake those things off, throw it in the fire. Paul eventually made it to Rome. That snake did not stop Paul from doing what he needs, from doing what he needed to do. He was on a mission to go share the gospel. And that snake did not stop Paul from doing so. There are things right now that is trying to latch on to your life. And when this is uploaded, I pray that you just be encouraged in the name of Jesus Christ. There is things right now that is trying to latch on to your life and destroy you. Insecurities, discouragement, depression, addiction, sexual immorality, perversion, pornography. All that stuff is trying to destroy you and latch on to you. Build a fire for God and then shake those things off and throw it in the fire. In wrapping this podcast up today, the good thing is about fire is it's reduced to ashes. And the word of the Lord says that he'll give you beauty for ashes. I hope that you have gotten something out of this podcast today. I hope that you'll be encouraged by this podcast. The Bible says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and that is a promise from the Lord. The Bible says that from that day forward that Paul was on this island, he began to lay hands on the sick and they were healed. He'd done the work of the Lord. He found so much favor that when it was time for him to set sail again, the people of the island, those judgmental people, those people that waited on him to swell up and die, those people that, that said, oh, he must be this, he must be that, those people helped him and gave him all the supplies that he needed. From this day forward, you can show the enemy that you've tried to throw this at me and you've tried to destroy me, but I'm going to continue doing the work of my heavenly Father, of my heavenly Father, because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So if you've got things that's latched on to you and has gained a stronghold on you, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to close out this podcast. Shake those things off, throw them back in the fire, and let those things be burned up and go on for the Lord. Heavenly Father, those who listen to this podcast, Lord, I pray that they'll be encouraged by your Spirit. God, I pray that if they're going through things that is trying to destroy them, and trying to um, bring them heartache and misery. Lord, I pray that they'll shake those things off. They'll throw it in the fire of the Holy Ghost. And Lord, they'll do something great and mighty for you. Satan, you're a liar. You're the father of lies. You have no authority. You have no dominion. Heavenly Father, touch each and every person that listens to this podcast. In Jesus' name I pray. Guys, I love y'all. Uh, I'll be back next week. I actually missed a week because I was just so busy. I'm sorry. Uh, but I will be back next week um, to share another devotional uh, slash message for you. Um, I just want to thank Holly Ridge for allowing me to come in and do this. Uh, I love doing this. I mean, I absolutely love it. So, all right, I'm going to close with this. Um, Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. The word of the Lord reads like this. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. 
And may the Lord show you his favor and give you peace. God bless, and I love each and every one of y'all. Jesus, you're beautiful. You are beautiful.